Hi there, this is Deb. This is Chris. And we're Kramerville Farm. Well, we um, have had such a high demand for us to come back with this podcast. I realize that we've been gone since like 2018. October of 2018. So, since we had such high demand, we thought we'd try to get back on that train while we had extra time. So, I hope you two are listening. So, what are we going to talk about today? Plants. Plants. One of our top fans wants us to talk about plants. I'm not going to mention any names, Devin. (laughs) So, we're going to talk plants. The question that we had, or that was posed to us, I guess, is how do you grow your plants indoors and get them ready for the garden? Now, Chris is the expert on this part, so. Well, I wish. Um, Joe Botello's buy you one of those 72 whole plant starters with dirt or with what did you use? you use dirt I used right the miracle grow starting mix okay so yeah because they have those um moss ones or whatever peat moss peat the, moss the, ones? Peat, the peat pods pods yeah yeah but those are kind of a pain in the butt so i would probably use dirt That was her. I don't know if you heard that. That was our child. Um, okay, so you get used dirt. Sorry. I'll go back to my couch. And sometimes it's easier to, like, wet the dirt before you put it in there. Otherwise, when you put water in it, everything floats to the top and wants to uh, yeah. be a pain in the butt. I hate that kind. Okay, so get it all wet. Stick it in your tray. And then get your seeds and stick them in there. A lot of seeds... I found out here in the last couple of years, don't want to be very deep. In fact, some of them want to be on the surface. A lot of pepper plants and egg plants and what else we got up there? Oh, goodness. Squash plants and... Well, squash, I found out we're just supposed to plant direct seed out in the garden. Well, yeah, we always did that as a kid growing up. We always planted our cucumbers out there directly in the mound um, but we're using raised beds for our garden this year. We started that a couple of years ago, maybe two or three years ago. Four years ago, I think. Okay. But we didn't grow anything last year. Okay. We're too busy with the baseball. Right. So that we have time this year, and so we thought we'd get back to this and have a little fun on the farm and and go with this. So okay, let's back to the plants. I am so easily sidetracked. <laughs> What? Not you. (laughs) Okay, so um, you get your seeds in there, put them in the dirt, and then you put the little dome thing on there. Put the dome thing on them until they sprout. After they sprout, take the dome thing off, or they will, what do they call that, damp off. Oh, yeah, they damp off. Um, Which is actually a fungus. I thought it was something wrong with the watering or something, but it's a fungus that pinches off the bottom of the plant and they die yeah and they just fall right over um but did you put it on a heating pad or something your little seed yeah germination i thing? don't know i mean just this year is the first time i've used a heating pad okay they made it easier they came up sooner just real low you don't want to cook the babies yeah buy a, a heating pad made for starting plants yeah, so after he does that, they start to sprout, and then they grow. Then you take the cover off of it once they start sprouting. 
and you need a grow light. I have an, what is it, eight bulb, two foot by four foot grow light. It is way too big for what we got, what we, what we're doing with it. But, but anything, get buy a four foot shop light from Lowe's and put a couple of grow bulbs in it and it'll work. I mean, for years we've been just sticking them in a, a south facing window and they get kind of leggy, but it works. Yeah, but this year they look healthier, I think, this year. At yeah. first I was kind of concerned because they were leggy, but they seem to be doing a little bit more. Um, so you do that, he grows them up, but then once the weather starts breaking, you should never, according to the old wives' tales or um, an old friend of mine, he said that you never plant before Mother's Day. Because that, that's, that's the last frost date for Indiana. In That's theory, why you said that. yeah, but it's Indiana, so we never I really know. know. But this year it may be Memorial Day. Yeah, so I mean, but the weather's been nice, so you know, Mother's Day's typically about the time we start getting those types of plants out. Um, but before you put them out, you have—I call it weather them. You have to weather them, or what do you do? What do you call it? Yeah, that's a good word for it. I thought there was a technical name. but There is, but I don't remember what it is right now. <laughs> oh, okay. So there's a technical name, but I call it weather. Where you take harden your... Harden off. Harden off. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That was hard. Um, <laughs> anyway, you take your plants outside on these nice sunny days with a little breeze, maybe not 60 mile an hour winds, and let them have some true nature so that they can start building you, some muscles. You do it for only like a couple hours the first time and then gradually more and more time so and then they kind of get adjusted to being outdoors a little bit before you stick them in the ground um, but of course don't forget if you have a frost warning you're going to want to cover everything up yeah so that's, bring them in at night anyway yeah but anyway don't that's why we wait till mother's on. day don't let them get rained on Sorry for the interruption, folks. Some of us didn't mute our phones. Gee, <laughs> it wasn't me, just so you know. All right, so anyway, so you harden them off and everything. And if you wait till Mother's Day, you're typically a little safer. We always get excited and plant early, and it usually bites us in the butt, the end of yeah, butt tops. Either the plants die or they're a foot and a half tall by now. And yeah. So. Which is a good thing, I guess, when they're yeah. a foot and a half tall. So, what kind of tomatoes are we doing this year? I don't know. we got San Marzano's, which are a sauce tomato. We have St. Pierre's. Those, I don't remember what those were. Aren't those a sauce tomato I as well? I think they are too. Okay. We have the greeny. He looks at me the, like the I know. Aunt, Aunt Ruby's green, green? tomatoes. Oh, good, because those look really good this year. I didn't know there's other brands of that, too, where you can just buy green tomato plants. Really? Yeah. I didn't I saw it. another one in the one of our seed magazines. Okay, so everybody has to have fried green tomatoes, right? Isn't that why we grow them? But they stay green. Yeah, right. So don't, yeah, so that's... At least do they still taste like fried green tomatoes here in August when they're still green? Right, but we kept we didn't really know when they were ready the first time, and so we kind of just kept watched them because, I mean, it's I I get okay I understand what green means and I understand it's going to be a green tomato, but don't you think the sun would do something to them at some point? 
I mean... Did they start turning yellow or something like that? Yeah, to say, oh, I'm getting ripe, it's time to use me, but no, it's it's all up to you. So you just got to watch those babies and pick them when you think you're ready for them. I think, that's my opinion. Okay, so then we, what are we going to have for eating tomatoes? I don't remember. What did we have? Goodness. Um, we talked about red curs. No, Rutgers. Yeah, yeah we, we wrote them all Rutgers. down. Yeah, I know. That's and upstairs. didn't we have a super boy or a early boy or a something? No, we don't have anything girl. like that. Not this year. Okay. There was something else in eating one. And then Devin mentioned Cherokee purple, and I would really kind of like to get those going. Do we have any of those seeds left? No. Oh, dang it. Devin, buy extra. Because um, I those are great eating tomatoes. Very, very sweet. A little rough looking on the outside, though. Yeah, they were very rough looking. Um, but man, you can't beat the flavor of that thing. And when we went to St. Elmo's once, they had the best, best tomato I have ever tasted in my entire life. That was last summer. Like, I'm going to go this summer just to get that again um, and hope they have it. But oh my gosh, the best tomatoes I've ever tasted. I wish I'd known. And next time I want to go get it, I'm going to steal the seeds because <laughs> I bring those babies home and plant them in my garden. I wonder what that was. I don't know, but man, they were good. Do you remember tasting it? Because yeah. I was like, oh, you got to taste this. Yeah. Now I want to go to St. Elmo's. Dang. Dang I quarantine. Don't want to pay to go to St. Elmo's again. Oh, I can leave you home. Uh, it would be cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll take somebody. Um, anyway, so we've got those kinds of tomatoes going. We have already planted the sweet corn. Uh Yes. Thankful we got that in the ground on time this year. So let's talk a little bit about sweet corn. What do you want to know? Well, tell t- let's start with how it needs to grow. What's the best ideal corn patch? Let's call it. Or garden patch. Don't look at me that way. <laughs> the like best, um, you know, you put it in rows. In little squares or whatever, or you could put it in people. It needs Some to people be at put least real... in a four by four row. Right. See, now he will, acts like he Or knows. will not pollinate. You can't just put one row of corn and expect to get corn out of it because it won't happen. Yeah. So you need like at least four rows of corn. Yes. Okay. That's what I was getting at. Act like I'm silly. Um, so, and you can put that in the ground in April. Yeah, according to Randy DeVee, you can. Yeah, so we put it in the ground as early as we can, as soon as the ground's dry enough. Because what is it? As long as it doesn't get rained on. No. Oh. It's fine. It won't rot. If you put green beans out in April, they're going to rot before the gr- the ground gets warm enough for them to germinate. Okay. Corn doesn't do that. It'll lay there and wait for the ground to get warm enough. And so then as soon as the earth is ready, basically, for sweet mm-hmm. corn to grow, we're yep. growing. Yep. So what did we plant though? I you don't, don't know. know. We, have, we have butter. <laughs> what butter and cream or something like that? Yeah. But what did is that what we planted? And then know. we had super other bags in there. Oh my goodness, Super King or something? Silver King. Silver King. That's what we've planted That's so far. That's what we've planted so okay. far. And then we have butter and cream. Yeah. Now that we're going to plant as soon as it gets dry enough to plant it. Yeah, hopefully this weekend. So, um, again, he didn't turn his phone off, for heaven's sakes. Oh, that was your daughter. And 
So we're going to get the uh, sweet corn patch, hopefully get the rest of it in this weekend. And I love a good white corn because that is the most tender sweet corn I swear you will ever, ever have. But the kernels are generally really small. Yes. And it's not great for like freezer corn. It's not that maybe the best for corn on the cob, but who's going to stop me from eating it that way? I mean, <laughs> you know. It's not freezer corn. What are you going to use it for? Well, I mean, it's just the kernels are so little. Yeah. So, you know, it's not like your big yellow kernels and stuff. I think it takes more sweet corn to do, or more white corn to do the same as you would with yellow. You know what I mean? Because the kernels yeah. are little. Um, but still, you can't beat the flavor, and I love it. And then we got a bicolored corn because I like the white corn so well. Um, yellow, to me, just gets a little tough easily. Yeah, that depends on when you pick it. Yeah, and I'm not good at it. So um, I say you're supposed to pick sweet corn in the morning. Yeah. That's when the sugar content is highest. Yeah, and... I don't like doing that. No, <laughs> that's never happened around here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really good about helping get the garden out. Yeah, once it's hot, it's all me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't like being hot either, so um, I'll try to do better this year. But So we're going to get that out, get our tomatoes out here soon. This weekend is Mother's Day, in case you guys forgot. Devin, go buy your girls another puppy. This weekend is Bucket's birthday. Oh, Big yeah. nine years old. Yeah, Bucket's birthday. So um, we'll probably start working on getting our garden out soon from there. Um, ideally, I think, what, squash, spaghetti squash, zucchini, cucumbers, all those types of plants can be put out directly as seed. Yes, all those. Um, beans, of course, get to be put out as seeds. And you know, if you're good and you take care of them, you can actually get two batches of seed easily in a year, if not three. Yeah. Um, because you get it out as soon as you can. They grow quickly. You pick them. They, you know, if they're bush beans, you get two good pickings off of them, maybe. Second picking, we pull them up and replant. Um, Plus you can double plant. You can plant beans in a rows and then like two weeks later plant more beans right next to the the, the original rows right and then they'll come up be available at different times right because who doesn't love fresh green beans oh and potatoes and tomatoes yeah, oh my gosh picking fresh green beans well nobody this. loves picking them but we like to get the bush beans because they're stringless. Now, one year we did have those nine-inch long ones or foot long two ones. Two years ago. Yeah. Two years ago. And they were stringless. And they were awesome because I'm telling you, they were almost as long as a ruler. And They, they were pole beans too, weren't they? Yeah, and they were pole beans. So, And they weren't hard to find because, good grief, they, again, as long as a ruler. So you could just <laughs> grab them by the handfuls and jerk them off the plant. Um, we had purple beans back then. We had purple beans with brown beans inside. Yeah. The purple beans turn green when you can them. That was disappointing. Yeah. And they're, they, they're stringy. They're stringy is right. And I don't like stringy beans. I'm just weird that way. I'm right there with you. So, um, it's a little bit late now, I think, to be planting broccolis and cauliflowers, you think? <sighs> Or if you as hurry cool up. as it is right now, no, but yeah, those are cool weather plants. 
turnips. I'd like turnips, radishes. Turnips we could plant any time. Okay. Beets. And beets. I don't really like beets, but there's, they say they're good for you. Um, you can get some super beets. Yeah, get super beets. You don't have to eat them. You just drink them. <laughs> that does sound good. Yeah. It's already bad enough when you put it in a smoothie without enough liquid, and it's chunky when Especially it goes the down. Next day. Yeah. So we try to make healthier smoothies, but you can use the beet tops. They have tons of nutrients in them. Oh, yeah. Um, just if you're going to make a smoothie, you know, throw some beet in there, maybe some beet tops. A carrot helps sweeten it. But then throw some daggone fruit and honey or something in there. Because yuck. Fill it up with orange juice. Yeah, right. Something like that. So that you top it off with sweet. Um, but you still get that earthy taste from the beets. But anyway, it's good for you. Throw some protein in there. Good healthy breakfast. Out of our fresh gardens that we're getting ready to have. So. As soon as somebody cleans it out. Yeah. I don't know Ricky about that. <laughs> <laughs> so somebody's got to come out and clean out the flower beds and such. But not flower beds. We don't have flower beds. Garden beds. Yeah. Um, and I want to salsa garden. Do you guys ever plant like specialty gardens? Um, I know you're not going to answer me for real, but like a pizza garden or a salsa garden. We kind of had one out here last year. We had tomatillos, we had jalapenos, we had onions. Uh huh. And that was really good. If you grow tomatillos, oh my gosh, you you should grow tomatillos. One plant. (laughs) Depends on what you want to do. Tomatillos are pretty awesome, come to find out. They're freaking huge. Yeah, there's a lot of them. The plant grows like as tall as your head. Um, and they grow in these little balloons, these little balloon pods or something. Yeah. And you, once they what, get kind of close to the supposed paper? To be, once they start drying out, they're supposed to be when they're done. Yeah, and so then you have to peel, though. You have to peel all those husk off. So that's... There's- Oh my gosh, yes, they are (laughs) sticky. But it's not really that bad of a deal. Trust me, not near as messy as corn. So then you do that, and then here's what I did with it. After that, we just got a big pot. We filled it up with tomatillos and onion and garlic, and what else did we throw in there? Maybe some peppers, and we boiled it until everything was soft, and then you just dump it in a blender or use one of those little handheld blenders and you have enchilada sauce. Yeah. It was beautiful. Salsa verde. Yep, salsa verde. Verde. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, so it was super yummy, and we used it. We tried to use it for salsa and stuff, and it's good for that too, but I really like it as an enchilada sauce. And it was just so simple. So this year I want like two or three plants so I can put up more of that. Um, maybe make some chicken enchiladas. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no? Okay. Yeah, that's uh, fine. Anyway, so tomatillos are good. Them up there cause I didn't do a very good job with our seeds this year. Yeah. The grow light's way too hot for them. But, I'm thinking if your grow light is hot, put a fan next to it to blow the heat away. Oh, and if you're using an outdoor greenhouse, pay very close attention oh, to yeah. your babies because when... You put them out on a date like today thinking, oh, it's kind of cool. It's-